Jaren Kikofni tells you that you're listening to the Power of Three podcast. A Doctor Who podcast with three generally really nice, really friendly and cuddly middle-aged Doctor Who fans say lots of really nice things about their favourite TV programme of all time ever. Welcome back, thank you for joining us. My name is David Steele and I'm joined today by my good friend of many decades now. It's only that blooming Kenny Smith. Say hello, Kenny. Hello, Kenny. Yeah. Crikey, you say many decades. Excuse me, 90s, noughties, teenies oh, yes. and 20s. So, crikey, four decades four of decade, David Steele. Four, wow. decades and, uh, four decades of David Steele coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Yes, Big Finish Productions. That's what we're talking about today. Now, you may remember the episode Kenny and I did last year where we talked about Out of Time, the Big Finish release which teamed up with the 10th Doctor and the 4th Doctor. Now, they've done it again. They have released Out of Time 2, Gates of Hell. And this time, the 10th Doctor is teamed up again with the 5th Doctor. So, let's have a listen to the trailer. We have been expecting you, Doctor. From Big Finish Productions. We have been expecting you for some time. Doctor Who, out of time, too. I'm with British intelligence. Look, here's my ID. Commander... Fleming? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's apparently, yep, that's that's what it says. Welcome to Paris. This is not how I remember the catacombs. I have witnessed its transformation from the subterranean quarries of my childhood to this magnificent ossuary. And who would that be? Blue box, robot dog. Uh, yes, the blue box bit is correct, but I no longer have a robot dog. Oh, shame. I love robot dogs. Unauthorized bio units located in sector three. You have to go! Something's coming! Something dangerous! Everybody, please make your way to the exit in an orderly... It's me he's after. We need to distract him, lead him away from the others, or it'll be a massacre. Those? Cybermen. Dozens of them. What's happening? Does this house have a wine cellar? Of course. What is this about? No time to explain. Big finish. We love stories. The fact that Paris and quite possibly the Earth has been taken over by Cybermen. Oh, yeah. That World War II isn't happening. That about a billion fixed points in time have been rubbed out of existence. And that the effect of all this could destroy the entire universe. Well, we need to fix it. Obviously. So. Out of time. Not the song by the Rolling Stones, because we played that last time. Kenny, have you the chance to listen to the new out of time Gates of Hell release from Big Finish please say yes because if you haven't this is going to be a very short episode yes good there right. we go that's something you were panicking there <laughs> and thinking fine. oh that's alright good we've both listened to it that helps yes um, I have indeed this is one that I found out about uh, last year when lockdown began right and I learned that Big Finish were going to be doing quite a lot with David Tennant as mm. he was quite keen to get some more stuff in the can while he was at home, couldn't go out because of the coronavirus, and learned that there were going to be stories with the fourth, fifth, and sixth doctors. Yes. And the tenth doctor was going to be paired up with the fifth doctor, and they were going to be facing the Cybermen. Yeah, the Cybermen. It's um because obviously the last one featured the Daleks. Now this is obviously a reprise of their on screen appearance together in the two thousand and seven Children the Need Charity Extravaganza Time Crash which we also talked about in a previous episode. So it's, I think it's inevitable that the BF would have done a story with the 5th and 10th Doctors together. And it's interesting that they say in the, the, the behind-the-scenes material in this disc that they actually talked about really doing Volume 2 before they'd even talked about doing Volume 1. So, um, yeah, it was great. I, I, I really enjoyed it. What's, what did you think? I think it's fantastic. I think the dialogue between the Doctors is great. 
the fact that they're not bickering, the fact that it pretty much picks up from time crash and that they got on really well and the similarities between the doctors and the similarities between the actors are there to be seen and this very much plays on that, the fact that they're having a good time. In fact, there's the one bit where the fifth doctor stops and says to the tenth doctor, I'm really enjoying this. It's a chance to just stand and talk without all the explosions going off. Yes. Cue a big explosion. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you can tell, I think, that there was a lot of love in the room. I think, if I'm being completely honest, I haven't listened to it as many times yet as I listened to the first Out of Time. But I think I enjoyed this one more than the first one, purely because the rapport between the two doctors is just so strong. It's so obvious that David Tennant and Peter Davison know each other well. It's almost a shortcut for them, you know, bonding as, as, as characters. And it's it's interesting how, you know, they mention, they allude to Time Crash without really talking about it specifically. And it means that they can just get started because out of, the first out of time had all that stuff when, you know, the Doctor the doctors didn't recognise each other immediately, whereas at this point they know each other. They hit the ground running, so to speak. Yeah, good job they had trainers on. Absolutely. And it's, it's genuinely very nice to hear them working together. So the story... Um, for sure, oh yeah, we should say spoilers. We're going to talk about the plot. If you haven't listened to it already, what are you doing? Go and listen to it. Don't listen to this. Or indeed, if you're not that fast, just keep going. The plot has the fifth doctor landing in Paris and going down into the catacombs and meeting some Cybermen and then getting frozen in stasis and then being unlocked you know, quite a few years later by his 10th incarnation, who's also in Paris uh, a later point in time. I quite like this. I wish it had come out last year and then I could have, when I was in Paris myself, I could have been going, oh, because <laughs> uh, we didn't get the chance to visit the catacombs because of everything that was going on. One thing I liked, I really liked was, I liked the little reference to, the oblique reference to City of Death. Yes, with the, do- I had an ice cream with Romana over yeah, there. Yeah, I no, thought that, that was really cute. Elsewhere. It wasn't overdone. It was nice. I mean, I think, I think it was quite a good pick to, to have the Cybermen in the story, don't you? Yes. I think they're a, a great four because, I mean, you think Fifth Doctor, who's the main enemy that he faced, even though he sort of encountered them in the air shock and saw a few of them in the Five Doctors, but that's pretty much it. But yeah. Cybermen you think of as a Davison foe. Very much so. And one thing I thought was a bit odd was that they, they didn't use Earthshock Cybermen in this story. Yeah. Because everyone, that particular design, you know, the David Banks cyber leader, you know, which essentially ran the whole of the 1980s, that, that particular design, with you know, a few modifications along the way, obviously. But I thought it would have made, you know, I'm not going to say it, made, it would have made more sense, but I was surprised that they didn't have the Earthshock-style Cyberman, because then the cover art obviously uses an invasion-style Cyberman, and the dialogue treatment is very, you know, 60s, 70s. For me, it would have been a little, had a little bit more resonance if they'd had the Fifth Doctor's particular style of Cybermen, because then you've got another Fifth Doctor and his type of Cybermen, and then you've got the added sort of frisson of the Tenth Doctor saying something like, ooh, a shock Cybermen, or something, or something along those lines. Dave, <laughs> the Doctor does not refer to his adventures by Earthshock. He's not like us. He would say, that time I first met the Cybermen on the space crater where Andrick died. <laughs> yes, they probably would have said that. They, oh, oh, that they, a lot of these Cybermen, don't they? Adric does that. I'm talking about that Harry H. Corbett. Yes, my David Tennant voice is my. It's very similar to my Harry H. Corbett voice. Yeah, that that's a bit of a missed opportunity, I think, especially for a story like this, which is really trading on nostalgia, you know, and and this whole series out of time, it's the, the Doctors teaming up with each other. I mean, it's fanboy thrills. Why not just go the whole hog and yep. get the get the 80s style Cybermen back? Bit of a missed opportunity, but it didn't really get in the way of the story. Yep. I mean, something else you're talking about, 80s nostalgia. I love the bit when 
we get tenant going into the console room and he's all wow blown away and you know, so pleased to see that console room again yes. and then commenting how cold it is. <laughs> yeah, that? yeah that was that was lovely because you can imagine that if this had been on TV they would have gone to one of the exhibitions and filmed that sequence, you know, and he and you know, I've said this before when we've talked about them, I think DT makes it look effortless the way he just returns to playing the Doctor. This this again this could have been like, you know, a Christmas special in two thousand and nine or something or, you know, a holiday special during 2009. It's a shame they didn't, they weren't actually able to do it, you know. A full-length episode getting Peter Davison back out would have been great, you know. Give him a bit of a wig or whatever, you know. Give him a few weeks notice so he can, he can shed a few pounds, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it, it had that real sort of celebratory sort of Christmas special air about it in a way that I don't think the Fourth Doctor story really did. Mm. It's something that I've noticed, and I particularly like the sound design and music in this, I'd have noticed that Howard Carter's got a lovely wee theme going for the 10th Doctor. All right, yeah. And, I mean, I can't even sing it now, but I've noticed that as soon as I hear it, it's like, there it is. He couldn't even sing it then. <laughs> oh, dear, you should go off to Button Moon with jokes like that's that. That's a George and Donald joke for you there. Oh, dear. But, no, I, I think it's it was great fun. The nostalgic touches are great. In fact, when the doctors are going along and having a laugh and joking about the sonic screwdriver and the fact that yeah, it can't course. even open a door, it can do all this these scientific studies, yeah. it can scan for things, but it can't open a door. Yeah, and I like the the obviously the sort of references to, to the visitation when the his the fifth doctor's screwdriver got destroyed and the mentions of Tegan. I mean we should talk about Tina, the time agent. Yes. She was a lot of fun. I, I loved about when the when the tenth doctor was trying to remember her name. Tanya, Tina Turner. Now um, that was that was a lot of fun. I mean, it's you can. What well, you know what I loved about it the most? You could visualise it so so easily. You can imagine because this is where we can talk about Mark Gatiss being involved. You can you can see Mark Gatiss just effortlessly playing. You know, what was, I can't even the guy's name. I want to say the <laughs> I want to say Garcon, but that's probably not right, is it? <laughs> just a bit of French stereotyping there. You can imagine Mark Gatiss just effortlessly having a different wig or a different jacket and playing maybe a beard, playing this guy at different parts of his life. But part of me now feels really bitter that we didn't get this as a TV episode in 2009. Sort it out, BBC. What did I pay my licence fee for? <laughs> but, you know, Tina the Time Agent was great because that's that's folding in another few bits of continuity and that aren't really relevant to these, really relevant to these eras. I liked how the Fifth Doctor knew she was a Time Agent and sort of, you know, talked about her hat and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that was wonderful, all that stuff at the start. And just when you mentioned Tina Turner, there's another line in it that had me laughing out loud when the Doctor says Jarvis Cocker. Yes. And Peter Davison doesn't get it. Yeah, but. and he mentions the name of someone else who I had to Google because I assumed he was a cricketer and I had to look yes. him up. I can't even remember. What, what did he say the name was? Um, oh, oh it's, I can't remember. Was it Paul Collingwood or something, something like that? Something like that, yeah. But obviously, Kenny Nyer, as we've talked about many times on the podcast, not really into the cricket that much. Because it's not a sport. It's crap rounders. Crap rounders. Hashtag crap rounders. Um, <laughs> one thing I think I want, I want to kind of talk about is the... Um, is the slightly timey-wimey <gasps> nature of the plot. You know, I, f- I felt this was a bit easier to follow and to engage with than the, the, the Dalek one. I, have to, I think I'll have to listen to the Dalek one again, it's been a while. One thing I thought was a bit unfortunate was the resolution where they travel back in time and fix everything so that everything that they've been through and all the, the ultimate timelines and stuff didn't really happen, which I thought for me was a little bit too similar to the resolution of the Ninth Doctor box set that came out a couple of weeks ago which involved the Doctor travelling in time and fixing things and all that so that all the, the unfortunate stuff that had, that had taken place 
didn't actually happen. I thought it was maybe a, maybe a bit of bad time. It reminded me of that time a few years ago when there were three independent, separate stories in different ranges about solitary Daleks having a bit of trouble. They're all released within a couple of months of each other, and I sort of thought maybe that you know wouldn't have done any harm to release this one a few weeks later, so that there maybe wasn't that bit of rep- slightly repetitious feel. But over overall, I think because it was such a joy sort of story, I wasn't really too bothered by it. Yeah, I mean, I really love the cyber voices in this. I love 60s Cybermen. I think they're such a distinct voice. In fact, even though we only briefly heard it in the invasion, yeah. it's funny how when I actually extrapolate that from that slightly sing-song sort of sound that they had, but actually make it into something yeah. a little bit more established. Yeah, I mean, that's Briggs, isn't it? He just loves his Cybermen. Like, I mean, one, bit, actually, one of the scenes I really liked was, and this says maybe far too much about me, was um, I just liked the bit when they switched on the overhead lighting. Because <laughs> our, our kitchen light at home used to make the same noise. <laughs> you could just imagine, you could just pick, it was so easy to picture this cavern. And you know, that reminds me that I love the little flashback bit to the, the Aristos being taken they, as to what they thought you know, was, was yep. freedom. But instead, you know, they were being taken to be converted into Cybermen, which was amazing. I, I love that horror aspect of the Cybermen. You don't really hear too much about people being taken and converted into Daleks. Daleks tend to just grow new new Daleks in, in laboratories and stuff, but I love the way that the Cybermen are always on the lookout for right, yeah, for stock, yep. essentially. Yep. I liked how that was done. Yeah, it was really nice, the fact you've got the, when the Fifth Doctor has mentioned that he'd met the family and uh, how long he'd been there, and then the Tenth Doctor realising they've had all that time to develop the factory and what yeah. it's been used for, and like, yeah. oh... Yeah, I mean, that was one aspect of the sort of time travel stuff that was done really, really well. I mean, this this one was written by... David Llewellyn. David Llewellyn, who am I right in thinking? Is he the guy, that, the main guy behind Cicero? He is indeed. Yeah, oh, see, there you go then. I'm a master at work. You know, we're not, you know, I feel like we, I feel like we keep having to say this. this is, we are not sponsored by Big Finish, but Kenny and I are huge fans, and despite Kenny's association, you know, we do love them dearly. If you've never listened to Cicero... You should check it out. It's one of the Big Finish originals and it's one of the best things they've ever done, full stop, regardless of genre, regardless of actors or anything. It's because it's proper, involved, mature adult drama and I think genuinely think it's one of the best things they, they ever did. And I'm really, really glad that there's a second series coming out, which I've already ordered, so there you go. Yay. Yeah, David Llewellyn is brilliant. He knows... This, I mean, this was such an easy listen. You know, so many contributing factors. The fact that the Doctors got on, the fact that the... The story, whilst being a bit timey-wimey, was, was, was easy enough to follow. This this was a perfect storm for me, it really, really was. And any criticism I do have of, you know, slightly repetitious plot stuff doesn't really matter, because if this was a Christmas episode that I was watching in 2009, I wouldn't have worried, you know, I would have been in the spirit of it and just lapping it up and having a great time. Yep, and pulled a few crackers. Probably. Exactly. Now, something that we know is on the way is a Sixth Doctor story meeting the Tenth Doctor. Yes. What do you know about it? Well, I'm told that it's been extrapolated from something that, that Colin Baker said about an easy way to defeat a weeping angel, or to get away from a weeping angel, you know, don't blink and all that sort of stuff. Yep. I, do, I have, can I, can I, I'm going to be really fanboyish for a moment here, do you know what my biggest hope for that for that story is? And Kenny's looking at me as if he's terrified what I'm going to say. I hope that DT's got his blue suit on the cover, and I hope that the Sixth Doctor's <laughs> got his blue coat on the cover. You know, that's what I hope. That's rather nice. I also that's I think it's... Hoping. I might even do a crappy assemblage in Photoshop myself. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> There's also the fact that something I'm looking forward to is the fact that there'll be a lot of David Tennant fans who'll be buying these, 
who maybe haven't listened to the older doctors. That's true. And this will give them a chance to hear just how bloody great Colin is. Absolutely. And and indeed Davo and, and Tom obviously from the ones they were in. I mean, as Kenny and I record this, it's 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 Colin Baker's birthday. So if you're listening, Doctor, happy birthday. Much love. Um, don't go changing. Yes. Let's talk about um, something else that just crossed my mind. Uh-huh. We know that these three have been recorded, but wouldn't it be lovely, and this is just me hypothesising, and I would love it to happen, to have the 10th Doctor meet the 7th and the 8th Doctors as well. Or even the 9th. Well, can you, we you can know, but dream. No, you're right, it would be good. Because, right, let's, let's spitball it. What would, what would we have? Would it be a, a dark, brooding season 26 Sylvester McCoy Doctor that you'd meet, or would it be a slightly scattier, more avuncular season 24 version? Would it be a would it be a Charlie era bright and effervescent eighth doctor or would it be a caught in the heart of the time war eighth doctor? What do you think? What would you what would you like to see if that would well, do them? I think it'd be quite funny to have a slightly more manic McCoy with the tenth doctor who's actually quite embarrassed by his younger <laughs> self's behaviour throughout. And I think really? that would be really quite funny. I, and they should set the story in Scotland as well and have blah, 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 Zygons in it. Yeah, that would be really good. No, I think I can imagine I can imagine maybe the seventh doctor occasionally doing a maybe perhaps doing a pratfall and the tenth doctor being like, What are you doing? <laughs> Helping him back up. Are you okay? You know, what'd you do that for? You were fine. It's like we're on a level surface. Why did you fall over? <laughs> that sort of stuff. No, I can imagine like, you know, I can imagine Sylvester playing the spoons at an opportune moment and DT being like, you know, no, yeah, don't do that. Just like, you know? an, like an embarrassed big brother or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, or an embarrassed younger brother or something. That would be a lot of fun. But I think, yeah, I'd, I'd much rather see that than... But having said that, to be honest, 45 minutes of broody, you know, late-era Seventh Doctor with broody, late-era Tenth Doctor could be quite introspective and quite interesting. Mm-hmm. But who would your monster be? Got might, to pick a classic it, monster? Well, I don't know if... Maybe they could just do a two-hander and just talk about some a lot of heavy stuff. It would, I think it would work really well because, you know, there are some people who, who work on this podcast who aren't the biggest fans of Sylvester McCoy. And I think something he's demonstrated more than capable, he's more than capably demonstrated many times over the years for BF how good he actually is. So I think something like, that gives him a good bit of proper acting to do opposite someone else who's another really good actor would be really good. Mm. Okay. Eighth Doctor then? Eighth Doctor. I think actually be quite fun to have a bubbly earlier eighth doctor and then you've got a more jovial tenant who'd be quite pleased to see him and just think oh fantastic this is this is how things were before the war yeah and it would and it put him in a really good mood even yeah. though he knows his end is approaching yeah so you'd have the pair of them bouncing off one another something like that'd be really interesting but then my inclination is to, to is towards thinking it'd be really good to have the tenth doctor just be caught with the eighth doctor in the absolute sort of white heat of hell of the time war but really full-on you know, Andrew Smith could write it, a full-on proper, you know, war movie. But then, has Time Lord Victorious already touched on that sort of stuff by having, you know, that particular version of the Tenth Doctor with that particular version of the Eighth Doctor? Um, I don't know. But, you know, like I said, I'd love, I would kill, who would I kill? I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. I would kill to have a, an eccleson tenant combo. That would have to be a two-hander. Yeah. That would help me with some serious, conv- you know, convos and all that sort of stuff. and. Mm-hmm almost waiting for Godot, maybe sort of starkness sort of thing. I think I think that could be really good. And Eccles has made a lot of noise about the quality of the scripts being his his main sort of deciding factor, you know, to, to, to make him sign up. And I can imagine, you know, getting one of the really, really good writers to do something that's really quite minimalistic and 
and quite quite dark and quite you know philosophical would be would work really really well because the ninth doctor obviously has the survivor guilt and the tenth doctor has got through that and is a bit more optimistic so you know a ninth doctor that's maybe and obviously the tenth doctor has his whole missing rose and all that sort of stuff so if you were to set it maybe during the tail end of the ninth doctor's period where he's dropped Rose off to see her mum for a little while and he meets the 10th Doctor who's maybe a little bit later on but still missing Rose. There could be some real real mm. tension between that. It could be really, really interesting. We're speculating. We have no idea. No, if we don't even do, know if it's going to happen. If they're going to do the 7th, 8th and 9th Doctors. But it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I put it like, I'm thinking with my 8th Doctor story with Happy McGann, Happy Tennant. And I think if you throw in some, maybe a monster that's a bit... You can have a bit of fun with like the Sontarans. That might be the idea. That would be how I would do see, that. See, one. I'm I'm more I pref- I'm I'm one of these folk that's kind of a bit tired of jokey fun Sontarans now. I think. Do you know what? Let's just have, you know, let's just say the Zygons for all of them. <laughs> and <laughs> no, they can just morph hey, into Zygons. Hey, do you know what? Yeah, do the seventh and tenth Doctor the Zygons. But how about the Quarks or the Dominators or something? Yes, that'd be really good quarks. for the eighth and yeah. eighth and tenth Doctors and the Quarks. That'd be a lot of having fun. a real good laugh. Get, just going yeah, a bit rubbish, aren't they? Get some get some Dominators in and and. and the tenth doctor could, you know, could have a line something like, you know, you know, I'm writing this for you, big finish. You could just pay me to do this for you. The tenth doctor could have a line, but you know, you don't have to shout. We're standing right next to you, that sort of thing. Yep. Why, why are you, sh- why are you shouting? You know, that sort of thing. Yep. And you could also have a slightly more knowing comment with twenty-first century thinking. Dominators has a completely different meaning from well, probably than it, it did cer- at the time. It certainly does. If you're, you've got dirty mind, like our Kenny Smith. Whoops. Gee whiz. I so, did it again. <laughs> so. Shall we ask Tom if he's had the chance to listen to it? Yes, that's a good idea. Tom, have you had the chance to listen to Out of Time 2, Gates of Hell? And if you have, what did you think? Unfortunately, I've okay. not. It's, it's, it's on my to-listen-to list, and I will get round to it, but sadly I've missed out on that. Thanks for that, Tom. You can go back to hating Sylvester McCoy in the forums now, if you like. So that's about us, I think, isn't it, Kenny? Is there anything else you want to talk about as far as Out of Time, Gates of Hell? No, I, I think it's a wonderful story, and it did leave me wanting to go and visit them, because I'd never been to that part of Paris. Yeah, it, it made me want to go back to, to Paris and visit them and, and other things, but you know, the thing it really made me, really, really, really made me want... Um, what did it make you really, really want? It made me really, 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 really want... A zig zig No, it made me think that the next obvious thing that Big Finish have to do is a full four-story box set with the Fifth Doctor and Tenth Doctor together. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't done it already, to be honest. And I, th- I think they're... Well, the scope is there at the end of the story, the oh. fact they're still together. That's that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I mean, I had a glow listening to this. The relationship between the Doctors, almost influenced by the fact that the, the warmth between the actors is, is palpable. Give us four stories together where they just basically, you know, Rocket about following on from this story. Don't have some other da- don't have some Cybermen in it. You have a historical, have a contemporary 21st century style story with the Fifth Doctor involved. You know, do an 80s set story, that sort of thing. I think it's obvious and, um, you know, genuinely, I think it would do very, very well for them. So I don't expect Big Finish to be listening, but if you are, give us a Fifth and Tenth Doctor box set. Go on, go on. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kenny, thank you for joining us today. Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure. Any, Thoroughly enjoyed it. Anything you want to plug, Kenny? Yes, I'd like to <laughs> plug two podcasts, actually. I'd like to plug the Scottish Field one, which is my day job one. And I'd also like to plug Pieces of Eighth, an ongoing series looking at the adventures of the Eighth Doctor in all media. Absolutely. Strong recommend to both of them. I'll again mention the, the Off 2 podcast. And that's all I'll say on it, because I've, I've probably rabbited on about it quite enough recently. So... Everyone, thank you for joining us. Say goodbye, Kenny. Goodbye, Kenny. And we're going to play out today with 
I won't back down by Tom Petty. Goodbye, everyone. Take care. We'll see you again soon.